Welcome to it. We're back. We're back, baby. We're back. It's the 27th of January, 2023. It is Friday, and I am not feeling like I'm going to vomit. I mean, aside from the general sense of I want to vomit from watching the news, but uh, for the first time in quite a few days. So thank goodness for that. And the girls are doing well as well, which is nice. The wife has a bit of congestion, but, you know, we just seem to be passing something around the whole family. What a mess. It'd be nice to get it all together for just a while. Can't we do that? Anyway, I'm Derek Hunter. This is the Derek Hunter Show. Appreciate all the kind emails and everything and the patience that you guys have shown. Now we're back to regular-ish order. Let us get on with the program. Oh, and don't forget to go to patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or DerekHunter.locals.com. That's where you'll get the Week in F and Review tonight. No matter, even if I was still vomiting, I would have put up a week in F and Review. It would take extraordinary circumstances for me not to do that. And uh, that's not happening. So there's going to be a week in F and Review. And don't forget to enter the contest and all that good stuff. Thank you for the support and holding my hair through this time of nausea. Now get on with the show. When you take a couple days off, you come back. And, of course, that is... uh, there's just so much to get to, so much ground to cover. And you sit there and you go, do I, do I go back or do I plow forward? And you do a combination of the two, <clears throat> the things that happened, the bigger things, you comment on them quickly, but you're always going forward because in every 24-hour period, there's just insanity that goes on. And you have to come, you get buried on it if you just try to go back. So that's what we shall do. And I want to start off to all, like, I get it, that uh, you should have a healthy distrust. You should have a healthy distrust of every politician. I don't understand. Some people get it so almost right. Honestly, so almost right. When they sit there and they'll look at whatever faction they happen to disagree with in the Republican Party and they go, well, there are other people. Those people, they're terrible. You can't trust them. Can't trust, can't trust Kevin McCarthy as far as you can throw him. Right on. I'm right there with you. But what makes you think you can trust uh, anybody else? They're all politicians. You have to trust them to a certain extent. You have to. You have no choice. They're in, they're in the positions. You know, you can either just do nothing and burn it all down, which isn't going to work out very well electorally. Or you can sit there and go, all right, now trust but verify. I prefer the Reagan-esque trust but verify. And that's what you do with someone like Kevin McCarthy. That's what you do with someone like Donald Trump. And I know, I know the people who hate Kevin McCarthy love Donald Trump. There's a large section of the people who love or hate Donald Trump love Kevin McCarthy. There's a, a crossover in there, too. And then there's some people who just hate everybody. And that's fine. It's probably a more healthy attitude to have than to, to trust any politician. But make no mistake, they're all politicians. Trust but verify. All you can do is go for the person you agree with the most based on what they say. And then you sit there and elect them and go, God, I hope they do what they said they were going to do. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Donald Trump has such fierce loyalty because he, more so than most politicians, did more of what he said he would do. He didn't do all of it, but he did more of what he said he would do. Now, what do I mean, you're starting controversy. What do you mean he didn't do all of it? Well, did he end birthright citizenship? Did he even try to end birthright citizenship? The anchor baby problem, he campaigned on it a lot. He talked about it an awful lot. He didn't do anything about it. He didn't do anything about it. Just being honest. So there are all sorts of things that if you really dig into it, you should applaud, but then you should be skeptical. Trust but verify. And there are people out there, my God, we just had evidence of this, who hate Kevin McCarthy. He's establishment. He's establishment. Look, if you're an elected Republican on a national level, you're part of the establishment to one degree or another. Maybe not 100% across the board, but there aren't very many Thomas Masseys in the world. There aren't very many Chip Roys in the world. There aren't very many Rand Pauls or Mike Lees in the world. 
And even on some things, those guys are, quite frankly, in the establishment. Not many, but in some. So nobody's perfect. You're never going to find a politician you agree with 100% of the time. And if you do, you're probably being pandered to. Just be aware of that. You're probably having smoke blown up your rear end. Be skeptical of anybody who agrees with you all of the time or tells you they agree with you all of the time, especially if you speak first. <laughs> I love it. He answered my question so beautifully. Well, yeah, you asked, the, you asked the question in a way that you made it abundantly clear what you wanted the answer to be, what you were looking for. And so they couch it in that way. But realistically, if you go back and you think about what they said and you listen to what they said and you really parse it and go, they didn't probably say much of anything. But they got you to think that they agreed with you. This is true for Democrats. It's true for Republicans. It's true for politicians. Every politician, every single politician, it is impossible to care about everything. It is impossible to be an expert on everything. But never do you see a congressman on television. They don't even get challenging interviews anymore because the Republicans go on Fox and the Democrats go on MSNBC or CNN, and they're just rah-rah sessions. But you never hear a politician go, I don't really know what's in that bill. I, I can't comment on it. Now, unless the talking point is, we don't have time to read this bill. We don't know what's in it. They don't admit that they don't know anything. They've got a good five minutes of BS on every single topic. It's not just Republicans. It's not just Democrats. It's not just the Republicans you like. It's not just the Republicans you hate. It's every politician. That's what they do. That's how they get elected because it's impossible. It's impossible to really be what they they claim to and care. I care. So you really, you, you care about farm subsidies to rural Iowa Member of Congress from Manhattan, that really keeps you up at night? No, you horse trade your vote on those things for subsidies for something you do care about. That's how politics works. But they can't say, I don't really give a damn about this billion-dollar subsidy thing here for whatever, sugar. But I'll vote for it if and you uh, earmark me a, a swimming pool for the community center and back in my district. All right. Sounds unseemly, but that's how it gets done. That being said, every once in a while, these people do do things that are admirable. Nobody is all, well, some people are all some things, but most people are not all anything. Everybody is shades of gray, except for me, of course. I'm awesome all the time <clears throat> and humble. I'm by far the most humble person you will ever meet. It's not even close, really. I may feel embarrassed for everybody else who tries to be humble. Anyway, that brings us to Kevin McCarthy. The other day, yes, day before yesterday, he ripped apart a reporter. He didn't really rip apart a reporter. He threw an answer into the reporter's face that really exposed the bias of the question the bias of the press pool in general, and the uh, rationale behind his actions. To his credit, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy has kicked off Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff from the House Intel Committee. They had no business being on there in the first place. Adam Schiff was known, he's been as a leaker, the director of national intelligence, the former director of the CIA, Mike Pompeo, they've all publicly stated that he has leaked classified material, classified material that could only come from him or they had proof that it had come from him. It didn't matter to Democrats. Nancy Pelosi was not going to term limit him out if she were still Speaker of the House. Hakeem Jeffries, were he Speaker of the House, was not going to give Adam Schiff the boot from the Intel Committee for leaking, and more importantly, lying. See, when you're chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, it's like E.F. Hutton. Remember those old commercials? What are you going to do with your money? I don't know what to do with my money. What are you going to do with yours? I don't know. My, uh, my broker is E.F. Hutton, and E.F. Hutton says, and everybody in the whole coffee shop shuts up, leans in, puts cups their hand up to their ear in an old-timey silent movie move that indicates we're listening closely. And when E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. Remember that? Well, when the chairman of the Intelligence Committee talks, 
people listen because that's supposed to be that's supposed to be a position of trust that it's supposed that is a position where you know that person has access to the secrets this person knows the truth they can't come out and say x y and z is doing whatever they can't do that but they can imply the hell out of x y and z doing whatever so they know that uh, well iran is uh, iran is within three months of building a nuclear weapon well we have to be concerned with what iran is doing and suddenly the chairman of the intelligence committee is talking about iran and new nuclear issue you go well that person is coming at it from a position of knowledge a position of authority he knows that so he used that shift in for political purposes not saying that past chairman of the House Intelligence Committees didn't go, oh my God, they engaged in politics. There's politics going on in politics? No. But Adam Schiff deliberately lied. He told the exact opposite of the truth, damn near every occasion he could, for the advantage of the Democratic Party. And he did so as the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. When you appear on CNN and MSNBC scores of times as the chairman, and you're out there going, there's proof of collusion. I've seen proof of collusion. Oh, my goodness, it's Donald Trump is a Russian agent. And you know full well that is garbage, that that is political spin bought and paid for by the Democratic National Committee. And you repeat that lie. You're not doing it because you think, well, these suckers, oh, I just want to repeat it. I just, I'm going to lie. No, you go, I'm the one who has to say this. I know it's false. But as chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, people will think I have access to information others don't. And that will add extra credence to it. That's why he did it. That's why they do it. And he did so repeatedly on issue after issue after issue. Remember, Devin Nunes put out a report about the Russia hoax. It was pilloried mainly by Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff hurried and put out his own report that contradicted everything that uh, that Devin Nunes put out there. Devin Nunes was the Republican in the House Intelligence Committee, and Adam Schiff was the lead Democrat on the House Intel Committee. And Schiff put this thing out, and, oh, no, it's, it's all lies, and oh, my goodness, there's proof of collusion everywhere. Everything in Devin Nunes' report was confirmed by the Mueller report and all the evidence that came out then. Devin Nunes was telling the truth. Schiff, in an official capacity, as the lead Democrat, this was before he was even chairman, lied, and he used that official position as the lead Democrat to lie to the American people. There were no consequences whatsoever. Probably a good old attaboy, maybe a weak high five from Nancy Pelosi, and that's it. That's what he got from it. See, I say this all the time about people on television, just on cable news. Oh, this person's a such-and-such news contributor. They're on TV. They're talking about uh, the documents. They're talking about what's going on in Korea. They're talking about the economy. They're talking about what... They're always up there. They're always talking about the same things. There are even radio hosts up there. Oh, my God, there's a radio host. Or even the television hosts. Most of these people don't know. Most of them read it from a teleprompter. But if you see somebody on television and you go, well, they're news, they're on the news, they must know what they're talking about. They don't. The chairman of the House Intelligence Committee was lying about intelligence for political purposes, and he did so on cable news. And you sit there and you go, well, I saw him interviewed by Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper surely would have challenged him. Jake Tapper either doesn't know or doesn't care. Jake Tapper is fully a leftist. Don't forget that. Everybody on MSNBC, the same thing. Position, title, does not dictate integrity. Should, especially when it comes to intel, but it doesn't in politics. Just like being on a news network doesn't mean you're going to actually know anything of what you're talking about. Most of these people don't. It's just they've been booked for a week, or it's Monday, so they have this person on, or it's Wednesday, so they have this person on. How many times have you seen a sports blogger opining about politics why because they're easy gets they're friends with the producers or they get ratings when they're on whatever the case is it's not because they have unique knowledge or a or perspective on an issue 
It's because they're available. They've been booked for a week. Schiff was in line to be the Intelligence Committee chairman, so he was the Intelligence Committee chairman. He abused it. Democrats liked that. They wanted to keep him up there. The media wanted to keep him up there because he had them on speed dial. He fed them information. A lot of times it was false information. Not even really... False information implies that he was wrong. Like, oopsie, we we misread this communique or we uh, misinterpret. No, a lot of times it was just a lie. It was just a lie to change the narrative. If you go back and look, every time things were getting a little bit dicey for the Russian narrative or it wasn't quite in the news enough or things were falling apart, there were all these shoes that never dropped. You go back and you'll find... Adam Schiff on CNN with Wolf Blitzer talking about how he's got proof of collusion right right there in plain sight. As the elections were getting closer, he did more television appearances. Never with any proof, never asked for any proof. I can't talk about, of course, the specifics, but boy, howdy, do we know what's really going on. That's abuse. That should be enough for Democrats to strip him of that position. Now, I didn't have to do it in a way like, all right, Schiff, you're too, uh, you're too sketchy. We've got to just, we're stripping you of this as some kind of punishment. They could have done it in a, well, it's timed out at somebody else's turn kind of way. Give him the gold watch and send him off into another committee assignment. They chose not to do that because they aren't embarrassed by what he did. They aren't embarrassed by the way he abused his position, the way he politicized intelligence. And so Kevin McCarthy said, you're off. We're not going to have that. And of course, they went absolutely crazy over that, both in the media and the Democratic Party, as if there's a difference. So I have a Schiff audio, because of course, Adam Schiff, the chairman of the Intelligence Committee, former chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, what do you do when you're booted off the Intelligence Committee? You immediately sign up for the Chinese data mining software called TikTok. Honest to God, states across the country that are smart are banning TikTok from government devices. The federal government, there's a push to ban the federal government devices uh, from downloading TikTok. Why? Why would anybody do that? For those of you who don't know, it's a a video sharing app. Sadly, there are people who are TikTok stars and you make short videos of yourself doing whatever. I don't know even know how they can be longer, I guess. Maybe they're time limited, but it doesn't matter. You make videos of yourself doing weird things. This is where you get all this latest trend of, I don't know, running across rooftops and falling down and breaking your back and all these idiots doing, oh, I saw somebody do this online, not thinking that it was staged. Now I'm going to try and do it. And you end up killing yourself. It really is the Darwin Award app. But it is also a massive data mining app. It is owned by a company with deep ties to the Chinese Communist government. It is a Chinese company that owns it. And in fact, there aren't any companies in China that don't have deep ties to the Chinese Communist Party. If you if you say, no, no, Chinese Communist Party, stay out of our business, they'll happily stay out of your business for about as long as it takes to round up you and your family and anybody else who might agree with your sentiments and throw you in a gulag somewhere. That's how close it is. You're, 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 it's the mafia. I, I put a gun on the table and a contract on the table and said, here's your signature or your brains are going to be on this piece of paper. You, you choose. Well, I choose to get in bed with the communists, except it's more nefarious, actually. The Chinese communists, the Chinese citizens don't really know much different. I know we like to project our belief that everybody wants to be free, but they don't really have the concept of what freedom is. I think you find the average Chinese person would be rather happy with their government. I mean, look at what they just did with the lockdowns and COVID. Oppressive lockdowns that would never fly here. People being welded into their buildings. And then, lo and behold, a fire breaks out in the apartment building and a whole bunch of people die. And then people got a little upset for a while and took to the streets. And they demanded to be let out of their houses. And the government said, okay, you can be let out of your houses. And all the outrage over those people who died in that apartment fire and all the outrages over the imprisonment of an entire city, an entire region, it just went away. 
because it's it's part of the Chinese culture and it's part it's generational. Most people don't know what freedom is. They don't have a concept of it. So they are loyal and proud of their government. Well, TikTok, the second you download it to your phone, starts digging through everything on your phone. Get your contacts, get your geolocation, get your your text messages, your email, all that stuff. And you sit there and you, I, you know, it's so bizarre that you think that Apple would, why would Apple allow this? They could silo these apps and say, all right, your app does this. Everything in your app runs only in your app, right? It runs only in your app. You close that app and your app is done. It can't access anything else, can't do anything else. They always say, you know, oh, uh, such and such a thing would like access to your camera, would like access to your location. Do you want to ask the app not to track? And Apple says they've taken care of it. You shouldn't ask the app not to track. There is no reason on God's green earth for a video sharing app for you to track you at all. There is no reason at all for a video app for you to take footage of you popping pimples or throwing snowballs at each other, whatever it is you do with it, giving beauty tips. There's no reason for that thing to ever track you at all. It should be an active opt-in, not an active opt-out. But because Apple doesn't really care and they recognize that a lot less companies would be in the app-making business, these apps that, oh, this is a free app. It's not a free app. They're rooting through your stuff on your phone. They're gathering as much information about you as possible so that when they service ads through their app, they're more targeted. Makes you more valuable to them. If something is free, you, you are the product. Period. End of story. It's a deal you make with Facebook. You sign up for Facebook. You know that every keystroke you put on your uh, Facebook app, everything you post, they're going to be hauling that around and going, oh, well, I see they posted about uh, whatever. There's something conservative. So let's send them emergency food preparedness ads. I get a ton of those things. I'm not saying they haven't worked. But, you, know, you get a ton of those things. That's how it works. That's the trade-off. You know that going in. But if Facebook were then infiltrating my laptop, because I don't download the app for these things to my phone. I keep most of that crap off my phone. Except the kids have a million games on my phone now. But I, I try to keep most of that crap off my phone. I don't access, I don't really use Facebook much anymore anyway, except for just posting my columns. But if they were rooting through every keystroke I did on my computer, I'd Delete my Facebook account immediately. To hell with that. Right now, though, I recognize that everything I put in there, that's why my birth date is like 1911 from 1911. It's the right day. It's the wrong year. My uh, location is Earth, I think, for Twitter. I don't give them anything. None of them have my... They always ask, for added security, how about you give us your phone number? And for added security, how about you go jump in a lake? not giving you my phone number. I don't want you to text me. I don't want to have to use this, that, and the other thing. I don't want, I'm not in on, every time they try to do something, they have it, or they give me messages, somebody's trying to access your account, I shoot it down. I don't want you to have any more information than you absolutely need to have. I'm the product, and I'm limiting the, the access to them. Other people just give everything to these things. That's fine. Just do so with open open eyes. Adam Schiff, you would think as chairman or former chairman of the House Intel Committee, would know the security risk that TikTok presents. Now, maybe Adam Schiff has a second phone, a burner phone, a private phone. If I'm Adam Schiff's wife, I'd be a little curious as to why Adam Schiff has a second phone or whatever. Maybe he's not put TikTok on his government phone. But the mere fact that once booted off the Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff runs to TikTok and creates an account. He just now created an account to appeal to 12-year-olds, apparently. That's his mentality in a lot of ways. But to, uh, to appeal to children 
to try and fundraise off of being booted off the Intelligence Committee for being too loosey-goosey with leaking classified information while going to a Chinese communist fishing program is a bit of a chef's kiss kind of moment where you're like, really, dude? This is what you got? Listen to Adam Schiff's talk about TikTok. And note, this is his very first TikTok. TikTok appeals, literally, I think the average age of a TikTok user is about 15. And he's appealing for money. Hello, I'm Congressman Adam Schiff with some troubling news. Today, Kevin McCarthy removed me from the House Intelligence Committee, all for doing my job, for holding Trump accountable and standing up to the extreme MAGA Republicans. We knew it would be bad when the Republicans took over, but it's far worse than we expected. But I can promise you this. This is not the end of my fight for our democracy. This is just the beginning. Please join us and contribute today. Thank you. (laughs) Please join us and contribute today. Please join us and contribute to why what a what a passionate man isn't it uh we, we knew it would be worse then but it's gotten even more badder please please give me your money little children go to your parents and steal their money and give it to me okay wonderful <laughs> you sit there and you go what was he running against was he was he running against like a, a pile of wet discarded tube socks or something how do you how do you vote for that over anything else who in the hell but of course adam schiff is adam schiff he never lets the truth stand in the way of a good story he's not a decent human being he's not a good human being and he's sitting there begging for money from children from children now adam schiff has won let's see i'm looking at his wikipedia page he uh, he won his last re-election bid with uh, 78% of the vote, which means he needs nothing, nothing from anybody as far as money. But he's begging for money. I've received more emails from Adam Schiff than almost anybody else during the last election cycle. And you're like, you, you, dude, you, you won by a ton. Like, how do you deal with this? How do you, why, how can you beg people for money? It's disgusting, if you ask me. 78% of the vote. And you're sitting around, and that was, uh, like, you're sitting around begging people for money. I'm sorry, you won 71% of the vote this year or last year. Not even close. And it's because he wants to be a United States senator from California. Diane Feinstein is likely going to retire. I think she's like 86 years old. She is up in two years. She's probably going to step down. All the Democrats in California are positioning themselves to be the heir apparent from her, for her. And so he'll just use this to raise money to try and get a promotion. The sad thing is, if he wins the nomination for the Demo- actually the way the Democratic primary works out in California, it's a... Uh, it's a free-for-all. It's a party-less primary, they say, although the parties are listed there. It's everybody's on one ballot. So the top two vote-getters, because it's such a, a insane lefty state, are usually Democrats. So the top two vote-getters in the primary, a Republican will be a distant fifth or something. So the top two Democrats then face off against each other. It's Democrat-on-Democrat violence. It's a way for Democrats to protect themselves to make sure that nobody nobody challenges a democrat it's quite the scam but they say they do it for uh, integrity and to really you know re- reflect the will of the voters it's garbage they do it to disenfranchise republicans but there is the former chairman of the house intelligence committee on a chinese communist platform Probably, possibly anyway, using a device on which he accessed classified material. Complaining about being kicked off the Intelligence Committee. Now, I don't know. You can say, well, we don't know that true. No, we don't know that to be true. But Adam Schiff doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt. He does not deserve the benefit of the doubt in any way, shape or form. So why the hell would I give him the benefit of the doubt? 
far as I'm concerned, until he proves otherwise, he has downloaded a spy piece of spyware from the Chinese communists onto a government-provided phone that was specifically encrypted and created for the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee so that he could access classified material when he's not in the office, when it's an emergency. What could possibly go wrong? Why would that guy be off there? Now, what's amazing to me is the reporters. Imagine losing your reporter. And you're losing your best source and one of your go-to reliable soundbite morons. That's what Eric Swalwell. Eric Swalwell is different from Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff deserves to be thrown off because he abused his position more than Andy leaked information. Eric Swalwell deserves to be thrown off because he's a national security risk. Eric Swalwell runs around and he's all over television talking about how this is just petty vengeance. Oh, the Republicans are just getting vengeance on them. Like, no, no, no. And he always says, no, people are saying that I was a spy. I was not a spy. There's no nothing. Nobody's saying you're a spy, Eric. Everybody's saying you were so dumb you fell for a honey trap. That's the problem with you. Once you fall for a honey trap, you're likely to, if you're dumb enough to go, hey, this attractive Chinese woman really likes me as a person, and no, there's nothing nefarious going on there, and she's just suddenly raising money for me because she cares deeply about it. She's a Chinese national, not an American. Uh, if you fall for that, what wouldn't you fall for? What wouldn't you fall for? That's why Eric Swalwell needs to be boot or needed to be booted off the intelligence committee. Once you fall for this, like, you, once you buy that crap, once you've shown yourself to be a dupe, not bright enough to go, ah, that makes uh, this doesn't make any sense. This woman is far too attractive for somebody as stupid as I am. You've shown your cards. You'll fall for it again. Now, you probably won't fall for another attractive woman uh, wanting to uh, go out with you. And now that Eric Swalwell is a married man, and I have no doubt that he's a happily married man and I have no reason to question the integrity of his marriage or his wedding vows. But that doesn't mean he can't be flattered. He wouldn't fall for flattery. That doesn't mean any number of things. Once you're dumb enough... To fall for this stuff once, you'll fall for this stuff again. The operative part is you're dumb enough. So Eric Swalwell getting the boot is, it's not even really got the media all that upset. They're just using him as a sort of a, a secondary diversion, saying it's Republicans going mad, kicking multiple Democrats off the committee. The media is really upset that Adam Schiff got the boot because he was their sort. I don't think Eric Swalwell was smart enough to know that he could leak information. I don't think he was smart enough to know that anything, to be perfect. I don't think he's smart enough to tie shoelaces. So I think he wears slip-on shoes. So now we come to Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy. Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy was asked by a reporter from NPR, your tax dollars at work, sent out there really sort of in a mercenary thing going, what about the poor Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell being kicked off? It's so wrong. Now, remember, Democrats kicked three Republicans off of all of their committees. All because those three Republicans had said things they didn't like or done things they didn't like. They were uh, big supporters of Donald Trump, for example. One of them was mean, allegedly posted a video. I love how they say, posted a video of him killing uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It was a cartoon where the sword, like, it was not, I'm going to go get her. But they don't really care. They never, they always talk. You can tell something's up with a Democrat when they talk about things, but they don't show them. They would, well, he did something so terrible. Okay, well, show me. No, no, no. He did something really awful. Well, what? what show me what it was that he did. No, it was just awful and terrible. Well, why don't you show me what, because... They don't show you what it was because it wasn't really all that terrible. It was a freaking cartoon. It was a long montage cartoon glorifying himself as you know, a super cool member of Congress. Was it stupid? Probably, yeah. I mean, it's a cartoon about uh, himself. Adults should probably have better things to do with their time and themselves. But whatever. I don't think he made it. I think he just retweeted it. But they're always threatening Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You can tell that uh, AOC was horribly... She, of course, clutched her pearls immediately and was outraged and demanded 
safety and demanded accountability when it happened. And then during the House Speaker vote, there she was sitting next to the guy and they were having a lovely conversation because it was all for show. It's all for most of what goes on in Washington was all for show. So this reporter comes in and says, well, what about about these Democrats? It's so terrible what they did. Now, you couldn't really hear the question in the original audio. I have enhanced it so you can hear it. I have elevated the volume of it so you get the full picture of what was going on. We start here. Intel committee is, is Santos on the Intel committee? Am I allowing shift? Am I allowing shift to be on other committees? Go right ahead. Because you have direct power over the You also will be able to base for your whole house, taking off other Democrats, perhaps But you have said that lying to us is something that means you should be removed from the intelligence committee. But why is it not a factor? Well, let me be very. This is a man who should not be on committee. He's got elected by his district. So, okay, let, let me be very clear and respectful to you. You ask me a question. When I answer it, it's the answer to your question. You don't get to determine whether I answer your question or not, okay? In all respect. Thank you. No, no, let's answer her question. You just raised a question. I'm going to be very clear with you. The Intel Committee is different. You know why? Because what happens in the Intel Committee, you don't know. What happens in the Intel Committee, although the secrets are going on in the world, other members of Congress don't know. you got to love the thing. The, the question is couched in, how come you're kicking these guys off because they're lying, but you, George Santos has a committee? Well, George Santos isn't on the Intelligence Committee. Unlike Democrats when they were in charge, where they kicked those three Republicans, Marjorie Taylor Greene among them, off of every single committee, every committee they were on. They had no committee assignments whatsoever. And as a legislator in the House of Representatives, you barely have any input about what goes on. Any event, if you're not in leadership, the small influence you have at all is on a committee. If you strip people of their committee assignments, they got nothing. They bring they got nothing to do. They bring nothing, no value to their district. They can't do anything. They did that purely out of spite. They didn't like them. They were warned this isn't going to pan out for you. It's going to come back to bite you at some point. They didn't care. They did not care. But McCarthy is not stripping these guys of all of their committee assignments. They're saying you have no business being on the Intelligence Committee. It's realistically what Democrats should do. They should have done it themselves. They should have looked at Adam Schiff and saying, right, you're You can't do this as chairman of the Intelligence Committee. You can't politicize the Intelligence Committee. You've got to go. And Swalwell, sorry. I don't know whether or not you had relations with Fang Fang or whatever, but she is a Chinese spy and she was in your inner circle. She infiltrated your life to a, a pretty big degree. And you can't be on the Intelligence Committee for that. You're simply not. You're not bright enough for it. You've already proven yourself to fall for this stuff once. We, the risk is too high that you'll fall for it again. You're off. And they could have done so without making a big stink about it. They could have just moved them off and said, oh, we're shuffling up people, moving them into different committees, whatever. They chose not to. They chose to give the double-barrel middle-finger salute to the Republicans and therefore the rest of America, really, out of spite and keep these people, these security risks, in positions to score political points. McCarthy's pointing that out. It's different. Santos is a liar, but he's elected, all right? Pretty much everybody up there is a liar. Santos can only really be, I don't know, they're doing some sort of investigation about his financing. I'd really, I'd like to see the financing of everybody up on Capitol Hill get this kind of scrutiny. But maybe they'll find some sort of crime that he committed and maybe he'll get the boot, maybe he'll go to jail. Who knows? They're offended because he lied. Now, he lied about everything. My God, the guy was full of crap on every single issue. But isn't that something for the voters to learn from? He said he was Jewish and his ancestors died in the Holocaust. Didn't happen. Not Jewish. They said his mother died or was in the towers of 9-11. I don't know if did she died on 9-11 or in the towers of 9-11. Whatever it was, it wasn't true. He may or may not be gay. They don't know. He may or may not be this, that, or the other thing. There's pretty much every way. Well, he went to 
college on a scholarship. The college said we had no record of the guy going here. It was a volleyball star, which is a weird thing to claim. No, he wasn't a volleyball star in college. None of this stuff is true. What's amazing to me is that nobody throughout the campaign did any basic fact-checking. It's another example of just how lazy journalism is, that they even give Republicans a pass on this stuff. Now, they won't going forward. Every Republican's biography will get a complete and total colonoscopy going forward. Democrats won't. you got to be careful. you start looking into Democrats. People might go, well, we should probably look at Joe Biden's self-professed biography and then you open up that can of worms and it's it's not it's not worms it's it's bovine excrement in there but he's elected there is no mechanism for i mean the house could expel a member but they're not going to expel a member for lying in elections they're just not because they all do that if that becomes the the barrier to entry then congress would be the loneliest place on earth with nobody in it and you shouldn't. The voters have to be responsible. So if he committed a crime, that's a different thing. They could refuse to seat him. But you can't refuse to seat somebody because you didn't like the campaign they ran, that they lied too much. Or we get rid of all of them. But he's not on the Intelligence Committee. That's what McCarthy is saying. And of course, this has upset the press corps. Like, to no end. They continue. What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel Committee? What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the inspector general said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, he used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians. When he knew different, when he knew the Intel, if you talk to um, John Radcliffe, DNI, he came out ahead of time and says there's no intel to prove that, and he used his position as chairman, knowing he has information the rest of America does not, and lied to the American public. When a whistleblower came forward, he said he, he did not know the individual, even though his staff had met with him and set it up. So no, he does not have a right to sit on that. But I will not be like Democrats and play politics with these, where they removed Republicans from committees and all committees. So yes, he can serve on a committee, but he will not serve on intel, because it goes to the national security of america and i will always put them first all right perfectly stated perfectly clear now he moves on i believe to swalwell and if you want to talk about swalwell let's talk about swalwell because you have not had the briefing that i had i had the briefing and nancy pelosi had the briefing from the fbi the fbi never came before this congress to tell the leadership of this congress that eric swalwell had a problem with a Chinese spy until he served on intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about it. The FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the intel committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with a Chinese spy. They brought it to the works of the leaders. I've got that briefing. So I do not believe he should sit on there, that committee. And I believe there's 200 other Democrats that can serve on that committee. There are, well, a lot of them probably have some stuff in their background, but he's absolutely right. Once you're compromised, it's not like, well, everybody only gets compromised once. It's like chicken pox when you're a kid. Once you get chicken pox, you're not going to get chicken pox again. So don't worry about it. He's already had his chicken pox by being infiltrated by a Chinese communist spy. He won't get fooled again. No, he's not a member of the who. He's a member of the who. He wraps it up this way. So this has nothing to do with Santos. Santos is not on the Intel Committee. But you know what? Those voters elected Schiff, even though he lied. Those voters elected Swalwell, even though he lied to the American public, too. So you know what? I'll respect his voters, too, and they'll serve on committees. But they will not serve on a place that has national security reverence because integrity matters to me. That's the answer to your question. He hit a home run there. Now you can sit there and you can say, I don't like Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy's a tool, a sellout, what have you. And depending on the issue, I'd probably agree with you. Or at least possibly agree with you. But on this, he nails it. He hits it out of the park. It is a home run, a grand slam. And that's why you don't hear the whole thing. That's why you don't see the whole exchange. It makes the reporters look bad. They're worried about Santa. If Santos can serve on a committee, why can't they serve? You're 
apples and, and footballs. These Democrats are allowed to serve on a committee, just not intel because of their own past behavior. You want to talk about George Santos? He's not on intel. Why? Because Republicans wouldn't nominate somebody like that for the intel committee. Democrats did. They put him in charge. They put him in charge. Now, yeah, the difference between the lies that George Santos told, the lies that George Santos told are biographical. They're weird. They're stupid. They're lies. I'm not trying to justify them, and I would never vote for the man. But they're lies about his biography. They're they're Biden-type lies. The lies of Adam Schiff are expressly based on his position as the past chairman of the Intelligence Committee and designed for political purposes, not to glorify himself in any way, shape, or form, not for biography, but to advance a left-wing political agenda in his position as a member of the Intelligence Committee. There's a huge difference, and if you can't see that difference, you're not trying. Before we run out of time, though, I do want to play you this clip of uh, Jordan Walker. He's Pfizer's Director of Research and Development for Strategic Operations. He's out on, uh, I don't know, he seems pretty liquored up. And he's loose lips sink ships. But loose lips also let you know what's really going on. And as such, this is what's going on inside of Pfizer. They are apparently working. Now, this guy would be in a position to know on gain-of-function research, although they're not calling it gain-of-function research, on COVID because they want to develop a new strain of COVID so they have a new strain of vaccine already ready to go for it. What they're describing is, what he's describing is honestly evil. Honest, I don't know if this guy will lose his job or not. He should, but there should immediately be subpoenas flying from the House of Representatives right now. Going, what the hell is this? Pfizer, get your ass up to Capitol Hill on Monday. You're going to testify as to what the hell. If there's nothing to it, you need to come clean. You need to prove that there's nothing to it because this guy has no real reason to lie, or you better prove that he has a reason to lie. But uh, listen to this. It's very, very disturbing. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone this story. You probably shouldn't tell anyone. You probably shouldn't tell anyone. We're exploring, like, no, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can preemptively develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. Be like very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something like, you know, it goes everywhere. Something Which crazy. Is the way that the virus started in Wuhan. To be honest, like it's, it makes no sense that this virus popped out of nowhere. Like, yeah, I know. Meet Jordan Tristan Walker, a director of research and development strategic operations and mRNA scientific planning at Pfizer. It sounds like gain of function to me. I don't know, it's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like this. It's definitely not gain of function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. So directed evolution is very different. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to do gain of function research of the viruses. Like, yeah. They recommend not. But you do like these like selected directional mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research I'm going about that. I don't know how that's going to work. There might not be any more outbreaks. Just like Jesus Christ. Directed evolution. It's not gain of function. It's directed evolution. Directed, let's uh, let's create a virus that we can create a vaccine for. And then, what, well, what is, if you create a virus in a lab, and then you've created a vaccine for that virus, and that virus only exists in your lab, what's the point of the vaccine? How do you make money off the vaccine? It's, you know, you have to, dare I say it? get the virus out in the wild in order to ever have a chance of monetizing that vaccine. You see how it works? Isn't that weird? Now, this guy's talking over dinner and drinks and obviously a little bit uh, loopy. But if this isn't worth looking into, if this isn't worth not only moving heaven and earth to look into, but kicking in doors demanding that you... What in the hell is going on here? Tell it, prove to us that this is not going on because uh, you've got somebody on record confessing it. Then I don't know what is. I don't know what the hell is going on. 
but I want to know what the hell is going on over at Pfizer because they have made billions upon billions worldwide. And if one thing impacts stock price more, it's weird. Stock price is not about how much money a company is earning. Stock price is about the growth. Is it going to grow? Will there be future earnings? Realistically, a pandemic comes to an end, right? When a pandemic comes to an end, all the emergency spending that was normal circumstances that was related to the pandemic comes to an end too because the pandemic, the emergency, ended. But if the pandemic never ends, well, if you're a company, pandemic ending's got to scare the hell out of you because you've made a ton of money off the pandemic. And your stock price is not based upon, you know, how much, you know, you've, you've risen up, you've risen up. And if you even maintain, if you maintain where you are, no matter where you are in business, your stock price will plummet because you didn't grow. Well, if your growth was based upon a once-in-a-hundred-year pandemic and that's coming to an end, realistically, just saying, I don't know, I'm not an expert, your stock price would at least run the risk of slowing down, going down. So you've got to find a way to maintain. One way to do that would be to have the next pandemic or is something that continues the pandemic chambered and ready to go not only the problem but also a ready-made solution isn't it neat how that works out ladies and gentlemen isn't it just neat and super coincidental how that works out i hope republicans up on capitol hill are paying attention to this thing this video's gotten 10 million views already so somebody's paying attention Subpoenas need to fly yesterday to figure out what in the hell is going on there and shut it down if we need to. And maybe get back some of those billions of dollars our government has thrown Pfizer's way just as a good measure. Or maybe stop throwing more money at them as it stands for the vaccine, quote unquote, that doesn't work. But uh, they're developing. Don't worry, they're developing new viruses that will work for the vaccines. So it won't all be a waste. Terrifying. Terrifying. Anyway, I think that's enough for today. It's enough for, well, it's not enough for this week. You go to patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or Derek Hunter dot You'll get the week in effing review tonight at midnight. It's going to be good. I can already feel it in my bones. Otherwise, we'll be back here on Monday. Can't believe January is almost over. I appreciate the uh, support and the uh, putting up with the sickness and uh, the sympathy for the kids and all of that. Looks like knockwood things are going much better we shall see hope it continues have an awesome one hopefully i'll see you at midnight thanks for listening